Hey guys, this is Zach Cordell, the Latter-day Saint nutritionist, host of the Latter-day Saint nutritionist podcast, believe it or not. All right, so this episode is going to be another about a 20-minute episode where we are interviewing J.C. Whiteman. We're talking about vulnerability. We're talking about change. We're talking about using Christ in the atonement to change and how that's not just necessarily limited to um, maybe sins or shortcomings, but really just anything that we need to change. That's the whole point and opportunity for repentance. It's a change of heart. Now, I will say that J.C. and I recorded this podcast interview before President Nelson discussed the need for the name change. And so we do refer to ourselves as Mormons. I do refer to the Mormon Nutritionist podcast, even though that name has changed. But I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. I'm aware of it. But uh, we, we try to work ahead. So enjoy the interview. Hope you like it. Uh, leave a review and let me know what you think. This is Zach Cordell, registered dietitian and host for the Latter-day Saint Nutritionist, where food, faith, and science meet. This podcast is not intended to be individualized medical advice. As always, please consult with a medical professional in your area to make sure that your medical history is taken into account to make sure that you get the best care possible. at my sugar addiction and how many times I had tried and failed and tried and failed. I mean, every Monday morning I woke up going, okay, okay, today's the day. I've got to get this under control. And it just, when you reach that point where you're just, like you said, it, there's just hopelessness. I can't, I can't handle this. It was such a, a beautiful thing to be able to just go surrender that. That's for me the first step in this whole journey, whether it's a body image issue, whether it's a weight issue, whether it's body hatred, whether whatever, the, how it manifests itself for you, it's surrendering that and just going, I can't. In fact, this is funny. Those are the, the first three steps in addiction recovery. Any, mm-hmm. All the programs, not just the LDS churches. The LDS yep. churches is modeled after the rest. But the first three, um, I heard someone say it once. The first three, you can put, sum them up like this. Step one is I can't do this. I can't do this. Step two is he can. He has the power to set me free from this. And then step three is I'm going to let him. I'm ready to let him. And so for me, that's where the whole journey starts, no matter what you struggle with. It's it's saying this is too much of a monster. I've tried to fight this for so long. The messages are too powerful or or the shame that I've fought. I just can't get over it or whatever. It's just falling on our knees and saying, I can't do this anymore. Not even for a second. Yeah, I'm just done and I need help and show me where to start. I know that you can help me heal from this. And man, you we give him that kind of open door. And he's going to come running through it. Yeah. He's going to show us exactly the path that we need. For me, part of that was um, some food healing, how to heal my body by brain chemistry from that sure addiction. And it, it took a little while, but it, it is – I'm 14 years past that. I've been free from that addiction for 14 years, and it stuck. And I believe it's because I did it through him and not through another program. Or yeah, so you know, I did it through those steps. The yo-yo dieting, the weight cycling. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Gone. I need to go back. Gone. So Gone. <laughs> were you saying were you saying that you did the addiction recovery program for sugar? 
Um, I there is a book called The Sugar Addicts Total Recovery Program by Dr. Kathleen DeMasons, and I did that. I did use it, and it's powerful. But I'm fully convinced that if I not had not had the Lord right there walking with me through that, it just would have been another program that would have right. crashed and burned. Because I'd already had 50 of those, 100 of them. Right. Those. But because I finally went, all right, he pointed this out. Okay, we're going to do it this way. This will heal your body. And that's my story. Others have used other ways. I'm not saying that's the only way to heal of sugar addiction. I have clients that have had different stories. But all of it, I think, needs to have be wrapped up in his atoning grace to be able to, like, I can enable you. And so every day I was like, all right, got to get me through this because that chocolate's still calling to me and I'm, I'm not strong enough. And boy, he did. It was just day in, day out. He walked that through, walked me through that until my body really did get healed. You know, where that sugar doesn't call to me anymore like it used to. I thought about starting a podcast for a while, and I was like, the, the Mormon nutritionist needs to happen. Um, oh yeah. And I, I wasn't sure why, but it was one of those things where you just knew that like you should do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's because of this conversation where. You have the ability to look beyond yourself and to look beyond yeah. what the research says and to look beyond the self-help books and to recognize yep. that there is someone else there who knows you better than you, who is able to understand what you're going through and be able to understand like everything in the global perspective to help you to overcome whatever it is that's bothering you. And yeah. this and, and so there's the culture side of the church and then there's the faith side of the church. And so there's all these different things that influence how we as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints behave that yeah. really are should be taken into account whenever we're looking for medical assistance. Not that you shouldn't go to a doctor who's not a, a Mormon. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, that may but, be the very thing you need. Right. You're but, right. But it's just that being able to look at things – through the, the lens of, of faith makes a big difference. And I remember oh. whenever I went, I started at BYU-Idaho and uh, went to a class. And being from North Carolina, it was really foreign to me <laughs> that you could oh, just yeah. talk about faith in class and not have people argue with you about how you're wrong. <laughs> and, That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. this, is, this is amazing. Like, oh, I yeah. love this. And I hope I that people that, I hope that people that listen to this podcast kind of get the same experience where it's like I've heard of these other fad diets, I've heard of health at every size, I've heard of body positivity, but now I've heard of it in a way that it truly makes sense to what I personally believe, what my faith is, yeah. and how I can apply yeah. it to what I do, rather than just this um, program that's going to come out and tell you what you should do to make you skinny. Or to yeah, help you to know yeah. that you don't need to be skinny and those skinny people wish they were big like you. Like, no, that's not yeah. that's not what it yeah. is. It's about you being you and you being enough. Oh, I love that. Yeah, there some of those programs may be the very thing we some people need, but this is my thing. Let the Lord be the, the expert. It's not Dr. Oz and it's not Oprah and it's not whoever. It's let the Lord say, Okay, this is what the path is for you try this program or read this book or maybe it will be some of those programs out there but let him be the one that's in charge now that says here let me direct this i'll show you exactly what you need to do instead of we'll we'll pick our own plan and then kneel down and and say will you help us help me i'm going to start this program instead of flipping that and saying lord what's going to work 
what's going to help me? We, mm-hmm. we just like to retain control, like you said. And I just, I love that that's when my life changed forever is where I said, you're in charge. Just tell me what to do because this is too big for me. And so yeah. I love, I love, love, love how you're, you're right. Let's marry our faith. Let's bring it into this part of our lives and let him heal this too. Well, and I think too, a lot of times in the church, and maybe you've had a different experience, but it seems like money is evil and science is kind of evil until it proves that our faith is true. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair statement. Yeah. And so I think that like approaching nutrition from a science perspective and from the faith perspective, both of those can go together and help us to understand each of them better. So I, oh, absolutely. I, I fully believe that we should go and, and bring things to the Lord. But I also think that we should use the best knowledge that we have. Oh, my goodness. See, the very first thing he led me to was that book on sugar addiction. And she has chapters on the science of what that sugar was doing to my brain and how my brain chemistry was off and blew my mind and how it was causing the depression and it was causing the anxiety. And I was doing it to myself. It was even causing my temper and my irritability. I and the science was what was so freeing to go oh my gosh look at what has happened to my body as a result of all this chocolate i've been binging on so the science was a blessing i loved being able to read that and what's interesting about science too is that they'll say this might be linked to depression this might be linked to anxiety this might be linked to all these things as far as we know there is some connection here but science rarely proves something it can say yeah. to yeah. the best of our knowledge, this is what we know, and this is what is happening. Um, and and yeah. it's hard because it, a lot it, of people yeah. aren't okay with that. They want hard, fast rules that are going to be there forever. But we mm-hmm. don't know everything, and it's a line upon line learning curve. So that's just yeah, kind of the way it's going. Someone else's depression may not be caused by the food. Mine was. It was changing the food, changed depression for me. It was gone and it stayed gone. I'd had it for several years and it reversed it completely. And I'm not saying that's everybody's answer either. You're right. But that's why the Lord is the one to say that here it is. This is what will work for you. It may not work for the lady next door or the person across the street. But here's your path. Okay, so JC, I I literally could talk to you all day, and I probably will talk to you after (laughs) we we finish up this podcast, and we might have to do another episode, but... I was hoping. Maybe we will. But I I have... um, Hmm. Okay, so I've got to, like, choose wisely which questions I want to ask you. (laughs) So first... Yeah, yeah, first let's take a break real quick, um, and then we'll come on back to it. So guys, I just wanted to let you guys know that I do appreciate all the support and the feedback that you guys have given me. And I also want to let you know that I do have a book out. It's called The Creation Code, a great opportunity whenever you're setting those New Year's resolutions to help them to be lasting changes that you're going to be able to enjoy and keep up for the rest of your life. Because that's the whole point of health, right? Is sustainability. You don't want to get healthy just for January or just for February or just for a couple of months, but we want that health that is going to be a lasting health. And so my book is titled The Creation Code, and it's based on using the the change model 
that a lot of health professionals will use whenever they're counseling clients or patients to help them to achieve those long-lasting sustainable goals. But it mixes in the principles that we learned during the creation of the world. So each of those happened in a specific succession. We built upon different things. As a result, we were able to have this world. You were able to have the separation of light and darkness, and then the heavens and the earth, and then we were able to create the world. And, and all of those things needed to happen in a specific order to help us to have those lasting changes that were easier to maintain. And a lot of people just think of the creation and they think, day seven, he, rest, he rested. And that's what I need to do. I need to rest. And for some people, they do. But we want to rest after we've created the changes that we look to see in our lives and after they've started to multiply and replenish themselves because that's just who we are. So be sure to check out the book. Um, but we'll go ahead and hop back into this interview with a couple more questions for JC. So what does it mean to you to have a prophet that's a physician? Oh, wow. That marries in perfectly with, with what we were just talking about, doesn't it? I think so. In terms of, of science. That's a beautiful point. I hadn't even thought about that. Because Be- it, it shows that the Lord values that. That side that we're so easy to throw out sometimes, right? Yeah. That science side. I've talked to some people who who have looked at it and they're like, you know what? The idea that he operated on hearts, like he wasn't yeah. just like, oh, well, I'm a general practitioner, which there's nothing wrong with that. Thank you all for being no, general no. practitioners <laughs> that are general practitioners. But he was a heart surgeon. So he literally worked on the thing that keeps the souls of men alive in their bodies. Oh, I love that. And so now he is he's going out and he's working on the spiritual side of it as well. Yeah. But yeah. I just always wonder like – What's interesting to me is when you find out what the prophets have done in previous to becoming apostles and becoming yeah. full-time servants of the Lord, you know? And that he was even able to save Spencer W. Kimball's life, right? Because yeah. of his skills and his gifts. And so absolutely, this is, maybe it's the holistic side of me coming out. Oh, no mushrooms. We, no mushrooms. <laughs> we, we tend to swing to such extremes. It's either anti-medicine or all natural. We need to do this or don't listen to that doctor. And the more you read in the nutritional world, almost the more overwhelming it can get too. Because yeah. everyone's saying something different and I don't know about – don't listen to the medical world because they're all caught up in pharmaceutical big money and, oh, but no, come over to this – but see, you're right. By the fact that we have a prophet who spent his career in the medical world, it shows the Lord can value any of these approaches if it's the one that's going to work for you. Well, and what's that that scripture that says something like men's hearts shall fail them because mm. they're just terrified of everything? You oh, can yeah. Just, There's almost too much information. You can see it, it, it happening it, now yeah. where everybody's just scared of everything. Yep. And I had yep. my students, they'll ask me different questions in class. They're like, I heard that, that we're the only mammals that drink other mammals' milk. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Okay, does that mean that we shouldn't drink milk? Not necessarily. Milk can be helpful. But at the same time, yep. do we need it now? No. And then I take them through the thought process of why don't other mammals drink other mammals' milk? 
And they're like, what do you mean? Yeah. It's like, well, why doesn't the giraffe drink goat's milk? Because it hasn't domesticated the goats. It's yeah, like it exactly. doesn't have goat milk. Like, we are I, human. Like, we are different. <laughs> so, but it's like the the arms go up in the air and you're like, no, we can't have goat, like cow's milk because that's just sick and twisted. But it's oh, yeah. like if we th- take a step back rather than having the knee-jerk reaction and just kind of like take a look at it rather than being caught up with every wind of, of diet doctrine – then, oh yeah. Then it's so much easier to manage. I uh, I heard on the radio the other day someone had said because um, the coconut oil is kind of the new health thing. No, and, you know it's been out there for a while. And then someone had said on the radio it was just a renouncer that said a study has come out that coconut oil is terrible for you and it's just like lard and you can't eat it anymore. And then the radio person said, "Well, I'm got to just throw that away now." And I just started laughing. I'm like okay, that report said it, so now I've got to change my whole life because one person... And I'm not saying I stand on either side of the issue. I'm just saying it's so ridiculous how many voices are shouting at us what to do and not to do. Eat this, don't eat this. No, eat this much and don't eat this much. No, do keto. No, do gluten-free. No, do do vegan. And This is the right way. This is the right way. Like, it's just going to swallow us whole. Right. I tell and, people... And so, yeah. Tell people to get on the forever diet. It's whatever that you can eat forever. Like not just one food, but the style that you're eating because you can lose a lot of weight and then gain the weight back because you don't keep it up because it's either too expensive or you got tired of eating rice and beans or whatever it is that you did. Oh, for sure. So it's like what is sustainable? What is something that you can keep up? What fits you? What will fit your – now again, I probably would have said the chocolate diet then. I would have told you (laughs) I will live on sugar for the rest of my life because that's just what I love and it's my happy place and it's my best friend and I just have to have it. You don't understand. My body just needs it. And there, But I did find a new happy place that's not – I am not a super like a million vegetables. I found a good medium for me that lets my body not be addicted but that I can sustain for the rest of my life. So yes, yes, I'm behind you 100%. I think it's always interesting when people find out I'm a dietitian, they want to know like what the secret is. (laughs) And the secret is there's no secret. There's no secret. It's it's eating fruits and vegetables. It's eating meat in moderation or as you would like to call it sparingly. Um, Yeah. It's it's having a healthy relationship with food. There's no like – mangosteen pills that I'm taking that I'm not telling everybody else about because I have a corner on the market. It's, it's really just having a healthy relationship with food. So we but see, we don't like that answer because that means we have to do the work spiritually, emotionally to get to a place where food isn't a mess in our lives. It isn't controlling us and it isn't our emotional best friend. We have to do the work. We just want a pill. If I can just take a pill, that'll fix it. Then I can do. I don't have to do the work of dealing with my emotional eating, isn't that or Satan's dealing plan? with my addiction. I, Sorry, say that again. I thought that was <laughs> Satan's plan. See exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's crazy that we're just trying to give up our agency to someone else to tell us what to do. When it's like we yeah. we are our own person. Yep. Yep. Oh. The healing can come absolutely, but sometimes it's going to take. The Lord's help, well, sometimes, I believe all the time, it's going to take yeah. his help. And to walk through some of the things we need to cope with and look at in our lives that may need to change and and to ask for his help to make the hard changes at times. So I don't know. You're right. It's a big, wide world out there, and everybody's got their own path to walk, and we've just got to find a way that, that works for us. 
And we'll go ahead and cut it right there because it's true. There are a lot of different changes that we can make in our own lives that are going to be specific to us. And when we're making those changes, it needs to be a change that we understand is what we need to do. There's a lot of generic diets out there, a lot of generic plans, a lot of generic exercises, but maybe you don't want to go to the gym and run. Maybe you would rather do hula hoops. Maybe you would rather be a, a fire dancer. Maybe you want to do any number of things. If you like the gym, that's great. And just like that, we can find different ways that we like to be healthy. So obviously finding the way that just eats bacon might not be the healthiest choice, but maybe you like bacon and maybe you like Brussels sprouts, but you don't like cauliflower and that's okay because you don't have to eat cauliflower and you don't have to eat kale to be healthy. There's plenty of different foods that you can use to make sure that you build up your arsenal of healthy foods and food options. And that's one of the things that I do cover in the creation code book. So again, it is a personal transformation that you need to go through in order to reach the change that you are looking for. So again, I just wanted to recap this episode real quick because it's so true that it's based on vulnerability and the the science of food and health and nutrition don't have to necessarily be separate from the spiritual truths that we know. But this has been Zach Cordell, the Latter-day Saint nutritionist. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to leave a review and uh, look forward to talking with you guys again soon. Thanks. Have a great holiday.